This is the Influencers Network Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Craig, and I'm the Executive Director for Influencers Global Ministries here in Bentonville, Arkansas. And uh, I've got uh, some special guests here uh, with me, four special guests today. And uh, these guys are uh, are on today because we want to talk about something exciting happening in the ministry as uh, God keeps inviting us to new places. And uh, these guys are co-guides in uh, an African journey group, and uh, and we'll help them explain or let them explain a little bit of what that is. But uh, if you know anything about influencers, you know that our expansion has been very organic and uh, we usually look for open doors where God's inviting us into new places. And uh, so uh, we've been doing virtual groups for the last few years and obviously through the pandemic, but uh, that has really opened our imaginations and the possibilities when people come to us hungry for what we have. In the past, we we couldn't do much other than try to train them and turn them loose. But now we can actually come alongside them virtually and uh, walk through. So I'm going to uh, introduce. I've I've got with me Tom C, who's our virtual director, uh, who's based here in Northwest Arkansas. We've got uh, his uh, cohorts, Scott Lawson, who's out of Corpus Christi, uh, John Grimes out of Atlanta area, uh, or at least maybe moving to Phoenix. Maybe maybe you're already there. Yeah, uh, I'm actually already, here already. Yeah. Okay, you're in Phoenix. Okay. I, okay. Mm-hmm. And when it's virtual, you know you can be anywhere. So you see people That's just on right. the screen. You don't know where they are. And then Eric knew you. Here's local guy here uh, in Northwest Arkansas, who's actually a native from Cameroon in Africa, and uh, came here and worked at Walmart. And anyway, we'll, you'll hear a little bit more of that story. So, so Tom, why don't you uh, tell them a little bit about how this came about and, uh, and then we'd lo- love to get these other guys input on what they're seeing over there. So Tom, just tell us how, tell us how this African journey group came about. Yep. I'll be happy to do that. Uh, you know, influencers received an email, uh, somebody that wanted to join a six week study group. His name is Excel. And Excel lived in lives in Nigeria, and so Excel and I exchanged emails, and uh, he absolutely said he wanted to go through the journey. And I said, "Okay, you need to uh, start praying that God will bring uh, some people around you that you can bring with you." And in the meantime, Scott Lawson, who is a friend of mine and who went through the journey with me. Uh, I talked to him and he told me he had uh, recently retired and he was guiding a journey group. So I thought, well, okay, see, he's recently retired. He could probably, he could probably be part of this journey group. So I asked him if he would, and this is, this is all God working. It's not, it's not anything else. And I asked Scott if he'd be interested. And he said, well, I think I might. And so I set up a Zoom call with Excel and asked Scott to be on it. And uh, so Scott was was right there, and he met Excel just as I, I met Excel in person. And uh, now I got to tell you, I was struggling with Excel's English. And Scott was catching probably most of it. So I was extremely delighted that Scott was on that call. Okay. And then uh, 
And then John Grimes, who also went through the journey with me, uh, I knew John had a heart for Africa, and he's been working in African missions. And uh, so I thought, well, maybe we ought to talk to John. So I called John and asked him if he'd be interested, in, and he jumped all over it. And he started talking about all these people he had contacts with in uh, Africa. And so we called and talked to uh, one of the people that he knows, who's actually he's African, but he lives in North Carolina. And he said, yeah, I'll be glad to get some, some of the people that I know uh, in Rwanda, where we are working. And uh, so we thought that was great. And then I thought about Eric because he'd been through the journey and he's guided groups. In fact, Eric guided, from what I know, the first African journey group. He got guided one in Cameroon, he guided one in Rwanda, and he guided one in Benin. And he used uh, what they call WhatsApp. And so I thought about Eric, but Eric's going to the University of Arkansas to get a doctorate degree. And I thought, well, he probably doesn't have time. And <laughs> And Rocky said, Tom, you ought, to, you ought to invite Eric. And I thought, well, okay, God's given me another bite at the apple. <laughs> so I called I called Eric, and Eric was jumped all over. He said, oh, yeah. He says, I'll work it out between my, my classes and things like this. And he says, I think I can do it. And uh, so one of the guys that uh, who we've asked to be kind of a co-guide that lives in Africa, his name's Pacifica. He's a he's a physician. He's Eric took him through the journey when he guided an Arwanda journey group, and so Pacifica brought several people with him. Some of the people we talked to in uh, with John, they've brought several people. So we started out with a group of what twenty eight, and it's whittled down to probably somewhere between twelve and fourteen guys. Is what I'd say it is. And uh, so that's how this whole thing started. Let me tell you, it's a God thing. It's incredible. These guys are hungry. They they love the Lord. And uh, and and I bought a headset so that I could hear better because I have a hearing problem. So that's that's helped everybody uh, be more clear to me. So that's a good thing. And so Brian, I'll I'll turn it over to whoever you'd like to ask a question to. Yeah, well, um, I just wanted to hear a little bit. Uh, so, what? How how many hours ahead is it from the Central Time Zone to Africa? Well, Scott knows. Scott, I think we have we have at least two, maybe three different time zones among the the group with uh, Rwanda <laughs> and and Uganda and Nigeria. Uh, but I but I believe it's seven to eight hours. Uh, it, it may be nine hours different for somebody. So we we elected to to have the meeting at. 12 noon central time uh, on Fridays, which puts it in the evening, eight o'clock in the evening for several of them on Fridays uh, for, for the, for the call. And, and Scott, Scott, do these guys use, uh, I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm just thinking of my, where my mind goes and other people may be thinking, how do these guys have technology? I mean, when you think of Africa, of course, a lot of us are probably ignorant and think of they're out in the middle of the desert or something, but these guys actually have technology and they have computers and, so how does they that do? Work? It's it's still a little bit of a challenge uh, because we and early on we discussed whether Zoom was the right uh, format to use. But as it turns out, that's what we we are using. Most of them have 
good Wi-Fi connection and, and computers either at home or at an office, either a school or, or a workplace. There are several that just use their phones, their cell phones, some of whom don't have a good enough wideband to really use the video uh, feature. So they're, they're just using audio. So there, I'm not going to say there are no challenges there. And, and when, when Tom says it whittled down a little bit, part of it may have been that very thing. It, it, for several of them, it was very difficult for them to get a good connection. But for several of them, it's uh, it's it's been no issue at all. So it just varies. It's it's yeah. pretty pretty wide ranging. Okay, and uh, and so John, or uh, you uh, talk a little bit about what uh, Tom was saying. You've had some interest in Africa. To talk a little bit about that and what drew you to this project of this group. You know, it's um, uh, praise the Lord for everything He's done so far with us and. It's just been um, a great experience and it continues to be. And, uh, you know, I think we can do a whole lot um, to bring, you know, Jesus and these men closer to the Lord and obviously spread the vine from there. Um, you know, I've been involved. It's just, uh, it's just something about the smile that I see on the African faces. And, um, you know, Eric has it. We have a gentleman in our group named Moses, um, our friend Hassan, and all of them. I just see a true joy uh, for the Lord and a thirst and a happiness that I, in the faces of a lot of the African people, that um, you don't always see in the, you know, in our America here and our Christians. And um, it's just infectious. And, uh, you know, that goes back a number of years. And uh, so I've been supporting just through God. God has uh, been supernatural in this whole process for me. And I believe in, every, in the whole journey process. And that how I got involved was through a group called Man of Ministries, uh, and God brought them to me through, you know, kind of speaking to me through even a, uh, I was listening to a faith talk radio at three in the morning, and it was a replay of a uh, feeding program. So a lot of my giving and ministry is focused in the past on, you know, feeding the needy in places like Africa, widows and orphans. Mm. And, um, but, you know, this bringing the journey is just a whole nother layer of, I want to say, nutrition for these people. And that's just been a, a real blessing. So um, back to your question, Eric, I think God has just had a supernatural hand in this. And and it's through men I've met, um, you know, that 10 years ago that the doors continue to be open. And, you know, when somebody, the lesson I've learned is that when a good Christian man makes a recommendation about another man, which in this case was through Andy out of uh, North Carolina. Um, listen, that's God speaking. Mm. And, um, and you know, those connections over the years have just continued to open doors and man of ministries. And I will say that the men that God has brought to this group, there is not only the thirst for, for Jesus, uh, but they are an incredibly knowledgeable, faithful group. Um, some of the men, they've already been meeting for years in uh, small groups of their own every week. So this is just a continuation of their faith. Um, a number of them are um, part-time ministers, um, and a number of them also work in the uh, relief and um, I would say the charitable uh, NGO uh, arena. So, I mean, these men are living it. So we are very blessed to have these type of men wanting to uh, share our journey with them and vice versa, because every time we're on the call, we learn more and more and get mm. closer and closer and praise the Lord. 
Well, I love what you I love what you said, John, about when we think of Africa from a from a ministry standpoint, we do think about the needs for of hunger and uh, water wells and things like that. I love what you said. But, you know, who's feeding them spiritually? You know, and if we we have something that can help them feed their spirit, you know, nurse their spirits. I love that contrast thinking about that. But um, let me bring in Eric. Knew you, Eric. Um, Eric is from Cameroon and uh, which where they speak French, which is interesting. I didn't even know of that till I met Eric, that there were French speaking areas of, of Africa. But uh, mm. Eric, what's your perspective of what's happening in this group? And also what what do you think is happening in the greater future in Africa? Go ahead, Eric. Uh, yes, Brian. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, for the opportunity. Uh, first of all, I think uh, in terms of perspective, um, I just want to see in Africa what has happened to me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, coming to, um, to America, mostly for economic and opportunity perspective, uh, I discovered that uh, there's greater things God has for me than just, you know, have a better job, you know, um, hopefully accumulate some, some assets, material assets. So, Going through the journey, be surrounded by people like you, Rocky, Tom, has definitely helped me um, kind of identify my identity and um, help me be the man of God and hopefully to follow the, the dream that God has, has uh, prepared for me. So in terms of perspective, I just want to hopefully see my brothers and sisters from Africa um, discover the same treasure. Okay, discover the same treasure. And what is happening right now with the Zoom um, is definitely even a, a sign of joy for me because um, last five years when I went to the journey, I, we did not have that much resources. Um, but uh, being faithful to God is that, uh, you know, I mean, your faith can, can, can help move mountains. So we try a time with the, with the WhatsApp, Translation was not completed, but I still feel like it's something that my brother and sister can benefit. I have to find a way to get it to them. So it's just what is happening is just a sign that God is telling us never give up. Uh, start with where you are, do with what you have, and trust Him. Uh, Pacific went through the journey four years ago. Today, He's bringing more people because He found the treasure for that. So, on the side note, is that uh, I definitely also appreciate all the efforts that you, Tom and Rocky, are investing in terms of translation, in terms of jumping on the opportunity to provide resources to get uh, the journey going in Africa. And uh, my, my dream is still to see it spread out, not the journey, but the, the message behind the journey, which is the intimate relationship with Christ. Journey is just a tool, but it's a powerful tool. So if we can continue to stay faithful to the Holy Spirit, he's going to move us in an amazing way. Mm. Uh, Translation of the journey manual has been completed. Um, uh, the, the other orphans abiding are coming up. So just a lot of good, good things happening ahead. And hopefully God can provide the, the labor, you know, to help us spread the news. Yeah, and then Eric's a great example. So Eric was working at Walmart. Tom met him at the fitness center, I think, and invited him into his journey group. Uh-huh. And uh and Eric was so touched by it and transformed and he and then he wanted to pay it forward. He wanted to give it away to his people. And so he started leading a journey group uh, to people like it, he was the way I understand it, Eric, you were out in the parking lot on your lunch hour 
mm-hmm. on your phone, uh, leading them through the journey through mm-hmm. FaceTime or whatever app you could use to, to connect with these guys. And, uh, and then Eric took it the next step and helped translate Journey to the Inner Chamber into French, mm-hmm. uh, along with the study guide. And uh, so, yeah, as Eric said, we, we're now in the process of getting all the curriculum into French for future opportunities there and wherever there are French speaking people who are hungry. So, so, so Tom, how's the group going? You know, it's, it's really going quite well. Uh, these guys, it, I mean, we went through a lot of starts and stops trying to figure this thing out because we had technical issues and we had language issues and, and different things. And, and, and the way we started it, Brian was, uh, our first meeting was just, once we prayed for God to bring the people to us, and they did, we started with a, a Zoom meeting just to introduce ourselves. And Scott talked about who he was, and Eric talked about who he was, and John and myself. So they all kind of got an idea who we were, and we asked them to tell us about them. So we learned we learned something about each one of those people's lives. And so we didn't try to start off with the journey right away. We wanted to we wanted to establish a personal relationship with these people. And uh, I think over the time, I think all of y'all would say that uh, we have a personal relationship, the majority of these guys. I think, you know, you mentioned Moses. I think about Jimmy and I think about Pacifica. I think about Hassan and and all these guys, Gilbert. I mean, you know, it's just, it's just amazing. And, uh, you know, the technology has allowed us to, Throw up on the screen what we're what we're talking about, so we can we can take and put parts of the book up there. The journey to the inner chamber. We're going to finish that up, I guess, in two weeks, and uh, you know, so and and we'll ask them just like we would in, a, in an American journey group. Hey, okay, would somebody read so and so for us, and then tell us what you think about it and what happens? They do, you know. <laughs> At first, we had to call on them by name because they were a little, they were a little, I'm not say timid, maybe they were a little shy. And, uh, but now we just say, hey, would somebody read this? And somebody will jump up there and they'll, they'll start reading it. Then they'll tell us what they think it means. And somebody else will have a different opinion. It's kind of like, just kind of like an American journey group. Mm. So Scott, um, these guys all speak English. I know Eric, speaks French and English, but uh, these guys all um, speak and read English, right? Is that correct? That's right. I mean, Tom mentioned they might be broken broken English, maybe, but yeah. (laughs) That had to be one of our requirements going in because we knew we we weren't going to be able to, uh, you know, to to lead or guide a a group if it it wasn't English speaking. Of course, part of that rule was made before we had Eric on board too, but uh, yeah, they, they do speak English, but it's at various levels and Reading in English is no problem for any of them. Uh, well, I say no problem. You know, sometimes they need help with a, a word or two, but it's it's uh, you know any of them can generally read the read the English text whenever we put it on the screen, and and of course they've got the their own version of each of the each of the uh, curriculum books and things too. So yeah, it yeah. works out well. Yeah, we had to we had to provide them the materials and digitally, you know, because it's too expensive. It's it's cost prohibitive to ship the stuff over there to Africa at this point. But uh, so, Scott, you've uh, you've been through a group and then guided a group. So how does this group compare? I mean, does it seem similar to uh, the groups you've done in America or what? More similar than I expected. 
I, I guess uh, I hope this doesn't show my lack of faith, but going into this group, I really had a lot of anxiety about uh, cultural differences and things like that that were going to be a, a hindrance. But in, in the long run, it, it, most of those have just kind of faded away. It, it really is very similar in, in most ways. I'm, I'm one of the uh, one of the people whose whose only experience with journey groups has been via Zoom. So, you know, I, I know I, I talk to my journey brothers oftentimes who just don't understand how this Zoom could ever work like in-person meetings do. And uh, I don't understand what their what their concern is. You know, to, to me, it, it's uh, it's it goes everything goes smoothly and fine. And it's great to be able to have people from all different time zones be able to, uh, you know, be in the same group. So that's yeah. that's just extended with this with this African group. I'm, I'm just seeing it's that, that it's uh, it's not as different as we thought it would be. Yeah, I mean, you know, then you mentioned that virtual. Uh, Tom was one of the first guys who uh, had the vision that because he Tom's a business guy and set up Walmart stores all over the world. And so he was worried, how are we going to how's this little ragtag, you know, grassroots ministry going to reach the world? And uh, all of a sudden there was a vision that through technology, we might be able to help plant journey groups, you know, and, and take the people through around the country and it's, it's around the world and it's happening. So, uh, really, really cool. Um, so John, uh, do you think, um, do you think that, I mean, I guess the hope would be that these guys are going to go through the journey and then do what everyone else has done, pay it forward and take it back to their home people and lead groups. Do you, do you, can you see that happening, John? You know, I sure can. I think, um, uh, touched on before, God has blessed us with some men that are just high quality men. And, you know, they are, many of them are already doing God's work on a daily basis. And, you know, some of them, it's even their full time job. And Dr. Pacific, Pacific as a doctor, um, you know, these are very caring, loving, godly, righteous people. And for them to become familiar, with the journey platform and, um, you know, kind of the, I wouldn't say formality is not the right word, but the actual journey itself and the, you know, in-depth growth that a man or woman will experience going through it. Um, you know, I'm leaving that to the Holy spirit, but I can imagine, I it'd be hard not to imagine these men not coming out more fired up than they, than they already are. And um, once again, mm. we're just very, very blessed to have a great group of men. And, um, you know, we're learning from them every time we're on the call. So I would say yes, yeah. definitely. <laughs> yeah, all, That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Eric, Eric, I just want to ask you, uh, do you have, so what plans do you have uh, to take the French curriculum? Do you have any plans yet? Or is anything developing on taking the French curriculum into Africa? Of course. Um uh honestly i have the vision and i will let probably the holy spirit guide me through the plan uh yeah. but each time that i try to take control i always fail so uh, <laughs> yeah. the, the honest truth is that what is happening in africa is definitely what is happening everywhere in the world you see people that go to church okay have been praying but they don't have an intimate relationship with christ so i think the, the beauty with the journey is that it has this type of what we call an economy mechanism, okay? The curriculum and mechanism of the journey challenge you to take ownership of your spiritual growth. And that's what many people are missing, you know, myself when I used to, you know, grow in the church. So the journey is unique in the sense that it helps you 
to 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 personally abandon yourself and absolutely trust to God. So that means take ownership of spiritual growth. So regarding Africa, of course, my desire is still so far. Three country has been receiving it: Rwanda, Cameroon, and Benin. And I'm praying the Holy Spirit that it can spread. Not only it can spread everywhere, but most importantly, it can. Um, I know Rocky always use that organically reproduce. You know, you know, organically reproduce. That's the desire of my heart. So, Great. so Eric, if we have any Journey brothers out there who speak French, uh, we want to hear from them, right? If they're willing to perhaps help in this effort. Of course, I'm going to jump on the occasion. So, yeah, yeah. So, uh, just anyone who happens to be listening out here, we'd we'd love to hear from you if you uh, are a French speaker and might be able to help. Uh, I, I might note also that uh, we've been to Egypt twice, which happens to be part of Africa as well. And uh, of course, it's Arabic speaking; it's all totally different. Um, but uh, I think there's still some lingering opportunities there. And then some guys in Orange County uh, had done a lot of work in Southern uh, Africa, like uh, Zambia, Zimbabwe, and all that. So uh, it's really interesting how these are places we never would have thought of. We Rocky thought this was just a, a Southern ministry, Southern United States, uh, you know, uh, just for businessmen. And uh, God just keeps expanding the vision. So... So, so Tom, I, I, last week we heard from Greg Hewitt, who talked about um, how God put a heart for prison ministry and got him way out of his comfort zone. Nothing he was really ever planning to do or asking for, but he, he was obedient, and God has blessed him so much getting to see, uh, bringing the journey to prisons and jails. And I, I hear the same thing with you guys. It's not, this is nothing necessarily, besides Eric, uh, you guys, you other guys were not necessarily thinking I'd like to lead in Africa. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and this has really gotten you out of your comfort zone, but, but, uh, Tom being the virtual director, don't you think that we're praying for more men that will just be open to what the Holy spirit wants to do to, to lead a virtual group and, who, whoever the people come from, wherever they come from. What do you, what do you think about that, Tom? I think uh, it's regardless of where these people live, whether they live in Costa Rica, if they live in Brazil, or if they live in China, it doesn't make any difference. You know, all you need is, is, is men and women that want to have a relationship with Jesus. Mm. Now, one of the interesting things that have come out of this is uh We've got John Karwatsky lives in South Carolina. He's guiding a group in uh, Saudi Arabia, some of whom are Americans. And you got Becky Ryan, who's the wife of a pastor. She's guiding a group locally and in all four time zones in the United States, plus one lady that lives in France. So, I mean, you know, it's already, you know, it's not just us that's doing it. I mean, it's it's happening everywhere. You've you've taken a group in Costa Rica and uh, and Colombia through. Mm -hmm. so, I mean, you know, this is this this is expanding quickly. Yeah. Yeah. There was a the, in our group, Tom, that we the first virtual group we led. We had a guy from Southeast Asia that was a missionary over there and he wanted to go through the journey and he could never do it until virtual came along. So. Yeah, and then we had a local uh, lady here who was from India and uh, wanted to bring it to her home country and led a virtual group of ladies from India. So uh, it's really fun to see how this is starting to mushroom out through technology and all that. And 
you know, who knows where this is going to go. But uh, but there's a lot of English speaking places in the world that you wouldn't think they speak English. But because uh, a lot of people in the United States are probably thinking, well, I don't speak another language, so I'm disqualified from international ministry. But isn't it true that there's a lot of English speaking places? Tom, you've been all over the world. A lot of these places, they speak English, right? Oh, yeah. Most places speak English. Most most people that go to school in other countries have to they have some English that they have to learn. Yeah. And but you know what? What I guess what I would like to say is I think what God has told me already in this thing with this African group is that, you know, it's not going to be Scott and John and Tom and Eric guided African journey groups all the time. It's going to be Africans guiding Africans. Right. That's the way it should be. And so if we go to uh, Costa Rica, it ought to be Costa Ricans guiding Costa Ricans. It ought to be Brazilians guiding Brazilians and, and so on. That's the way it ought to be. We know all we are are missionaries. <laughs> <laughs> Missionaries from the United States <laughs> that live in the United States. Yeah, I, I and I've always been quick to say that, Tom. You know, because some people are like, "Well, I don't want to do virtual. I don't like Zoom, or whatever." And we're like, "Well, you got to get past all that and realize you're just planting seeds and planting DNA in different cities around the country." And and the goal is not for them to stay on Zoom. The goal is for them to take it to their their communities and do live groups in the future. And so that's what we hope happens in this case as well. Or oh, they can do Zoom groups. <laughs> Either one. Yeah, yeah, it's great. You just have the options. Uh, so uh, anyway, well, guys, thank you for uh, for sharing a little bit about what's going on. I know it's early in the process. It's going to be fun to to hear back at the end of this thing, you know, when you guys get to the commencement and see how that all goes. But uh, thank you for stepping out of your comfort zones and doing this. And and uh, we everybody – how can uh, everybody, I guess, Eric, how can uh, our influencers be praying for this group? So, um, that, thank you. Yeah, something I want to add is that uh, God sent people with different background, uh, different uh, status in the society. Like the group we are having right now is heterogeneous members. You have people that are working maybe in the corporate, have education, and it's easy for them to have access to the internet. On the other side, you still have children of God that want to go through the journey, but they don't have the logistic to do it. So my prayer is going to be that uh, God's Holy Spirit can provide us a way, maybe logistically, as we think about the expansion of the journey virtually. Uh, if there's maybe like a platform, people can assist uh, with internet. Maybe it can be a modem, you know, to help those are poor that cannot afford to have a good cell phone with internet connectivity or that cannot be in the area where they can have access to internet, you know, because yeah. the people that we are serving are definitely people that have access to internet. What about those that want to do it? They don't have access to that. So my prayer is in that, in that direction right now, that all children of God, those who have equipment, those that don't have can benefit from that platform. So. Yeah. So if anyone's listening out there and they, they feel a heart to want to help with this somehow or another, you know, and I, we, we could talk to Eric and uh, there's probably some tangible ways also to help with, uh, 
you know, resources to help with equipment and things like that for, for these other countries. So uh, just contact our global office if you're interested in helping with some of that. But, but yeah, be praying for these guys and uh, this group and this, this group of African men who are uh, going to be trailblazers, hopefully in the future to other places in Africa. So uh, anyway, thank you guys for the, for the time. Uh, this has been the Influencer Network podcast, and uh, we put these out about once a week. And uh, hopefully, uh, I don't know how you're listening to this, but uh, I want you to know that you can get these now on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify as well. So we're really hoping to broaden our audience and reach. And we just want to make disciples and help people find an intimate abiding relationship with Christ. So uh, however, whatever it takes. So so be praying for this ministry and these guys. Um, I'm Brian Craig, Executive Director for Influencers Global Ministry is encouraging you to abide in Christ and go make disciples. God bless you. me. Mm-hmm.